adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! Welcome to Rated This Way, Catcher Podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news from the road of Syria and European soccer. My name is Michael D'Angelo, and with us as always, we have Paul and Obaloni Mangoni. Welcome back, everyone. We've got Mr. Chris Baselli. Hello, everybody. We've got Gigi Julian D'Angelo. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, Julian, we like to party. <laughs> I, I picture Marota dancing to this after he signed Lukaku again. <laughs> that, this, this you're, video, you're would you say this is Julian dancing? No, Marota dancing to oh. this song after he re-signed Lukaku. Or brought him back. Bus. He was on the Bengal bus. He was. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we do have something to say, right, Michael? Do we? No, no, no that's up to you. <laughs> you're <ahead>. the host. <laughs> what do we have to say? You tell me. You brought it up. I don't know. Pug injured. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> A little, like... Wait you... till he contributes to Serie A before we talk about it again. What are you talking about? Like, man, this, there's no foreplay here. You didn't even, like, take me to dinner. You just, like, straight up, right into it. <laughs> yeah, because it's important. Because, you know, like, you know, he came back. Now all the Avengers fans are pissed off. So, yeah. I feel like I just skipped ahead in my my brain in <laughs> five minutes. We didn't, we, didn't talk, we didn't say anything. We're just... Chris and I are laughing about something, and you said, "Hey, what about Pug?" But like, <laughs> am I wrong? No, it's Paulo. You're not. <laughs> Paulo's still morphed from Saturday. <laughs> no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> God. Anyway, oh, welcome. I didn't even get. I didn't even the welcome. I'm pretty sure I got like 30 seconds in. I said we like to party. I didn't even. Reset. We like to party. Um, Pug was injured. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> the funny part is, so Paul is laughing like a hyena here. We we just we really just discussed this <laughs> probably about two minutes ago, and we said, okay, we'll get through this. We probably don't need to bring up the Pug was injured. We'll just talk through it, and next week we'll come back. And this guy shoehorns it in almost immediately. Sabotage. Uh, <laughs> no, because it's important. He's going to miss like two months of the of the season. Yeah, right? possibly two months. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, if you're going to see an orthopedic surgeon in the United States, good thing they're already in the United States because it's going to be easy to find one there. Yeah. I mean. I mean, come on! Like, and this is your marquee signing. He's now wearing number ten again. And he's out for two months. You know. Yeah. Again, uh, possibly up to two months. Depends on what ha- what happens if he has surgery. He probably will. I think you're probably right that they'll end up doing it because, again, if it's like a nagging injury, if it's better to long term fix it, they probably will. But it's possible that it is only 
a three week downtime too. So he'll probably just miss preseason. I'm not I'm not so convinced as you, but I, I I'm 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 pessimistic. I think it's gonna be longer than that. But the reason why I want to bring it up is because I think this changes um Juventus's you know transfer market. Uh instead of loaning out another one of their young midfielders, they might have to keep one. Uh, there's rumors that Fajoli would go back to Cremonese or Moretti would get loaned out or Ravello would get, get loaned out to Lazio or something like that. Uh, I think now all those three players have to stay uh, to cover Pogba's absence in the interim. Right. At least to start. Yeah. yeah at least to start the, uh, to start the season. So that, so, and again, that leads me into the transfer market. Michael. Okay. Yeah. And, and now yeah. I, have a, I have a real question here. So just yeah. to confirm, I'm sure I've asked this question before, but the, the summer window here. So, is it extending into the season like the regular timelines? It's just that the season starts earlier now. From what I understand, it ends uh, like at the end of August, like I think in September. Which is 1st. what happens typically. Yeah, I think so. so again, yeah. so uh, again, they're they're just starting the season earlier. earlier. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I think the the transfer window stays the same. I think they're just starting the season earlier. Okay. That checks out. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's why I think we did the math. I think if Pug was out for two months, he misses, like, up to ten games. Yeah, I think we said, like, seven games or something like that. And if he's out, if it's not, again, if he doesn't need to have the surgery, he likely misses two, though, which is still, again, considering, I mean, again, not to bring it back to last year necessarily, but just considering how poorly Juve started last year, uh, it's you know two games isn't the ten game sample that they had last year, but still it's 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 kind of important that they get off to a better start for themselves. Yeah. I think just for their own sake. I mean, I know the first game is against the Swole. Correct me if right. wrong. I want to say it's the second game's against Lazio. Yeah, I don't recall. Anyway, I, I don't like how they mixed up the the season schedule. Like they they kind of like shook it up like the Premier League instead of having it like a two round robin where yeah yeah you know it's it's you know you play the first eighteen and then it's reversed. Anyway, that, that's just me. I think I think they did that because of the fact that it's um a weird season and and they wanted to not have it to be so predictable. Which right. again, I think it's stupid. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's let's get into, like you said, the transfer stuff. And we'll, we'll start with Juve. Why not? I mean, yeah. we, we talked a little bit about it. But, uh, yeah, who else is the, I guess, rumor to come in? I, we already kind of talked about this, too, though, like last week. Yeah, so said, we, we mentioned Murata. Yeah. But yeah. then there is um, some alternatives uh, to that uh, to that name. Because, uh, again, the negotiations with Atletico Madrid are always very difficult. Uh, so the alternatives are... Uh, Martial and uh, Werner for both from the Premier League. So again, so my question to you, Michael, is the other Juventus fan, which of the three would you prefer? Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to choose one of the three, I probably would choose whoever the cheapest would be because I, I don't need, I don't need anyone who is going to be costing me a lot of money. So probably Morata, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I it's probably just going to be a yeah. loan. The other two might be some sort of transfer in, which I don't want. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I mean, but the thing I think if this was if this was the Martial from last season, because um, he was on loan at Sevilla. Mm-hmm. I think I think the, supposedly the, by all reports that 
uh, he's doing well this preseason. So because of that, he might they might want uh, mention they might want to keep him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I think that'd be harder to let him go. Maybe Burner would be most likely the one to go out on loan. So I think that could be the cheapest one because again, Atletico Madrid, they want to do like Juventus had a chance to buy him, which again, buy him out for was it like thirty million or something stupid like that? Right, Morata. Yeah, yeah, they uh, that, yeah, twenty million the past seasons on a loan. Yeah, exactly. Which is, that, right? So yeah, dealt with that. That's it's a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, so Werner on a dry uh, on a dry loan. Yes, there's such a thing as a dry loan. People of Twitter, dry loan. The fact <laughs> that is you don't. There's no option to buy and look like, it up. Like like Julian's team. Did yeah. they do that with Lukaku? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's an actual economic term as well, dry loan. So people on Twitter, when I was just reading uh, a dry loan that you don't say that actually you can, and it means that there's no option to buy. Anyway, moving on. That just kind of annoyed me from from Twitter. But anyway, uh, and then of course on the outgoing... tweeting on the pod. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> uh, also the again the three players that are on the way out uh, are Rabio, Ramsey, and Arthur. And then development for Arthur is that. Um, Arsenal and Valencia, but again, his, Arthur's wages are like I think he's getting paid like seven, eight million euros a season. So it's gonna be yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna be quite like near next to impossible to like get rid of him unless he unless Juventus like covers half his wages. Right. Um, also of note, though, I think they are pursuing. I'm not sure how realistic it is for them to actually, uh, I mean, get the player delivered eventually, but. Um, there was rumors that they're in on Roberto Firmino as well. Ah, yes, that's right. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good mention as well. It was a twenty million, and I think Liverpool <clears throat> are considering. And like I said, I don't want to pass judgment. Uh, I've seen him a couple of times in the Champions League. I think he'd be a serviceable player. Uh, but again, I don't want to pass judgment because of the fact that I don't watch the Premier League and I don't pretend to watch the Premier League, so I'm not going to say anything. Right. I mean, I've from what I've heard. Uh, it, he sounds serviceable for sure. It, what's the idea that though that he would be like a vice uh, vice Lukaku vice? Uh... Well, which... What is he more of a wing? Okay, Chris, you can answer. This. Is he more more of a winger? No, he's mainly played as a as a number nine with Liverpool. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's played a little bit out wide, but his main position with them was as a center forward. Okay, so then if he comes in, it most likely will be a three five two. If that's Why? The case. Like he he won't be starting. I mean, you bring in a player for uh, twenty five million euros. Yeah, uh, I think you have to start him because then because then okay for for so me you like bench, it, it you demand- your guy you bench your guy who you just spent ninety million on. No, why Got would it. you? Why Got would it. you bench Vlaovic? You can play. You can probably play them both at both the same time. Yeah, that's why you have to change the formation with a three five two. Yeah, but then where are you gonna fit Dybala? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um, Should we segue into Roma then? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's move on to uh, to Milan. So, what, what do we have there? Uh, I mean, more of the same, really. Uh, <laughs> one step closer, but not really for Renato Sanchez. Uh, De Ketelar, uh there was the, the Twitter rumor going around yesterday, so uh, Monday, um, or I guess it's still Monday, um, 
that De Ketteler's mom was in Milan looking for a house. So take that for what it's worth. But um, yeah, so that's still going on. And then Daniel Maldini um, on loan to Spezia. Uh, Paulo, is that one locked in yet? Uh, it's pretty much almost done, yeah. Okay. Um, so the only other comment I'll add on that is that Milan loaning out Maldini makes me believe that they're going to keep Popega. Um, main reason being um, for champion, or I guess for European competitions in general, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain number of players registered that have been with the club for X number of years. Uh, so usually younger players tick that box. Uh, so Maldini's obviously ticked that box in recent years. So with him gone, Pobega is that other young player that's been with the club X number of years. So um, again, I, I haven't read or heard anything. That's just kind of uh, one of the pieces I think that falls into place with Maldini leaving. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes sense. Also for Decatler, there's been some conflicting reports from Italy and England. So if the, the, the reports from England, obviously more biased towards Leeds United, etc. But the reports from England is that if Blank can't close this coming week, uh, then I think uh, Club Bruges are going to force De Cattler to to join Leeds United. Hmm. I can see but, that they're they're probably getting sick of all the back and forth, right? Ex- yeah, exactly. So then, yeah. but then on the other hand, in Italy, the reports out of Italy saying that uh, Milan are 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 indeed closing that gap. So we'll see. We'll see if there's some some something's got to give, right? So, yeah, uh, we'll see about that. Um, another name again is Zayac, still in the back burner. To, right. There's uh, his lawyer, and not his agent, but a lawyer is negotiating. And I think Renato Sanchez is, I don't want to say done, but uh, I I don't think Milan can afford his wages that uh, yeah. that PSG I... are going to offer. That's what I was just going to say is that once PSG comes into play, then it's difficult for most clubs to to match or um, out outdo what they're offering. Yeah, so like I read like five million euros per season, and like didn't they get rid of Kessie because he was asking for? He wanted seven million. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. and he was making what three and a half, four and a half before he left. Yeah, I think Milan was. They were ready to give him, I think, five or five and a half, but he wanted seven. So uh, yeah, okay. So then, big difference there. I, I don't think Milan's going to go for for that five million. So, uh, oh, and see. also, um, they were looking at Chris. You got to help me pronounce his name. Jafet Tanganga. No, that's another. That's another center back. But there's another young player from Aston Villa. Oh uh, yes, I I won't pr- try and pronounce his name. Yeah, either, but he's a uh, 2003. Uh, so young main, player, uh, yeah. Uh, I think the price tag was around twenty million, though. Which, uh, I mean, I've never seen him play, so I can't comment on that. I just find it odd that they're prepared to spend twenty million on him, um, but not on players that can, you know, come in and help the first team right away. Maybe he can. I just feel like m- more people would have heard of him before this week, but it'll be interesting to see how that works out. So this, supposedly this was like a, a deep scout by uh, Moncada. Okay. Um, that he he saw him at uh, the U twenty one or sorry U nineteen um, championship, a European championship, uh, maybe like one or two years ago, and um, became a, an important target after this season. I guess he played with Aston Villa this season. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Or last season, sorry. Uh, I I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, like I said, the first time I heard his name was uh, when that first report came out. Yeah. Michael. 
Yeah, let's uh, move on to um, the other side of, uh, of Milan, to the Inter side, the dark side. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, honestly, not too much to report on since we last, uh, since our last episode. Um, they're still trying to offload Sanchez. Um, Inter had offered $4.5 million in severance pay, and he refused. Um, other than that, it's just a few loans here and there. Zinho Van Usden went on loan to AZ Alkmaar. Uh, loan with option to buy Inter have a buyback clause in that. And then I saw earlier today as well, Samuele Mulatieri went on loan with option to buy the Frosinone. Um, and yeah, beyond that, uh, PSG and Skriniar seem to be all about done. I don't think, like done in the sense it's not happening. Um, there were rumors today, however, that Chelsea may come knocking for Skriniar, so we'll see what happens there. Um, United are apparently interested in Dumfries. Um, and who else? Who else? You're forgetting one, one major, major piece coming in, possibly. Major. I feel like I'm not, but... I'm talking about huge. Paulo? I believe it's <laughs> uh, Francesco Cherby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told you guys that a week ago. I feel like you he did. Yeah, honestly, yeah. No, that's that's one hundred percent. That's you called it well before the uh, links even started. Yeah, yeah. It makes too much sense. He's on a free. They need a Renacchio replacement. He's played with Zaghi before. I mean, I wouldn't not be surprised. Now, to be a Renacchio replacement, honestly, I don't think it's anything. Renacchio, I think, played four or five games last year. Um, so, yeah, it's just – it'll be interesting to see where they go, though, if they still have to make the $60 million by June 2020 – or June 2023. Um, sorry, the other player I meant to mention was Pina Monti, who's been linked to, I think, half of the Serie A team so far this year. <laughs> um, Inter are looking to sell for about 20 but they also want to keep a buyback clause for about 30 uh, the newest team interested earlier today was Salernitana. So that also includes now Atalanta, Sassuolo. I heard Napoli rumors recently. I don't know where he's going to end up. I have no idea. But yeah, MLS. I think that's about it for Inter. <laughs> they're not signing anybody else. They can't afford to sign anybody else. So When, when your coach is Limone, you make limonade. It's <laughs> the best I got. Paulo. <laughs> um uh okay, so combined Salerni Tan and Inter uh join uh Bonazzoli. So Inter has a was it a ten percent buy uh, sell on? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. They got like nine hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. uh so that that's nine point one million to go. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that that covers Salernitana as well. Um, let's go through the smaller teams. Uh, Cremonese, they're looking to bring back Okoreke uh, back to Syria. I think he went back to Club Bruges. I think it was anyway Belgium. Uh, and then and then Monza again. They're not done. Uh, they had a friendly today against Renate, and uh, or on Monday, excuse me, against and... Renato Sanchez. No, against Renate. It's a, a, Serie, a like a pro club. 
and uh, Galliani said that um, they're looking for their priority is a defender. So it could be Mattia Gabbia from Milan or Mingetza from Barcelona. Hmm. Chris, any, any, you know Mingetza? No? Uh, like maybe a half last preseason. I saw a little bit of him, so okay. not, not enough to comment. Okay, so, and also Patanga, but again, I think the priority, as previously stated, is a defender. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for the smaller clubs. Oh, yeah, and Bologna, uh, Teate, uh, to Stad Ren uh, for $18 million, which is, I think, uh, quite the hefty uh, transfer fee for Bologna. Another another plus Valenza right there. Right. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Oh, yeah, Sorry, but... I don't know if I missed it there. Did you guys touch on... Um... Sassuolo? No, not yet. Not okay. Yet. I was yeah. just looking something up. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll get there uh, in a second. I just want to round out the Pinamonti sweepstakes, <laughs> we'll call it, because again, he has like, the, he's, which pick Julian? Monza was there too, I think. Oh yeah, Monza was there too. So Salernitana, Monza, Sassuolo, Atalanta, and I've right. also heard Napoli. Right. So at least in, in that regard, again, there's enough of a potential bidding war <laughs> which is which bodes well for inter perhaps you would think but it seems to be that they're struggling for a team to offer 20 million it's because everyone which doesn't make sense so uh, I, I can i can clear that up so uh, i want to i want to link in atlanta into this conversation so uh there was a report that came out on monday that juventus are looking at muriel yeah as an option as well so if one of Zapata or Muria leaves, then Atalanta will have uh, a clear path to go after Piedmonte. So that that's what's be, ha- that's what's be, happening. Yeah, and that might be the best case for Piedmonte. Even though, again, I know Atalanta fell off. We all kind of agree with that sentiment. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it it might be a place for him to kind of rediscover any sort of uh, potential. I find. The rest of the other places, you know, where did, where was he last year? Bologna, Empoli, Empoli. Yeah. He scored a lot. He scored what? And he scored double digits, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I looked up earlier today. He had thirteen goals and two assists. Yeah, yeah. But again, just in in terms of like, I guess landing as you know a proper player for any of the bigger clubs, I feel like if he's hovering around these other teams, he's just kind of going to stay there. If he goes to like an Atlanta who has a little bit of a higher profile, that kind of raises his stock a little bit further. Um, but I mean, if this is going to be a, uh, a sale for Inter, it doesn't really matter uh, for them, I guess, in the long run. It would just be for wherever he goes afterwards. I feel like that, again, it, it, it just allows him to grow a little bit further as well as, a, as, a, as both a proper asset, I guess, um, but again, also uh, an individual, I'll say. And, and yeah, to... no, and I I agree with that. I saw a comment similar to that on on Twitter, basically saying, like, we're giving Piedmonti shit, but he's basically trying to decide his future now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, was going to just wrap that up there, Michael, too, and I yeah. think uh, Atlanta is his first choice as well, so. Which is why you know, even though Salernitana was the one that has made a concrete offer, I think he's trying to hold on uh, to to that hope in going to Atlanta. Yeah, 
and again, that's just what happens too. Like often with these transfers, a lot of things have to shake out before the rest do. And mm-hmm. one one thing falls, one one domino falls, you know, the rest kind of start to go. So yeah, we'll which is which is why it's so entertaining to follow. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to uh, Chris's favorite part here, Sassuolo. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so the, I mean, the big one. I just want to talk more so about. Yeah. Uh, who's coming in? Because I think, well, maybe we can review the big player who's leaving, which is uh, Skamaka to West Ham, correct? Yep. Uh, 42 now, million. 42? Yeah. Was it? It was 36 plus six in, in bonus bonuses, yeah. and then a 10% sell on fee. Uh, 10%. Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, now, I don't know if this was a parody account or I never really looked into it, but I, I thought I saw a tweet quoting Sassuolo's president or somebody high up basically saying we're happy to sell him to West Ham and include a sell-on fee because West Ham is a selling club. So <laughs> again, I didn't I, look I, into I saw it. that too. Okay. I is, saw was that, that too, legitimate yeah. or was that just somebody yanking Prem fans? Chain? Honest? I, I, I don't know, but like it, it could be legitimate though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I had a good laugh at that, but uh yeah, so uh, him going out and then the player uh, potentially coming in, uh, Paul, you can correct me if it's confirmed or not, is Lorenzo Luca from Pisa. I heard uh, that as well, yes. Yeah, so the interesting one there is just the player profile. So Skamaka, as we all know, he's he's six three, six four. Yeah, that big 6'5", big target forward. Uh, and Lorenzo Luca, I think, is actually slightly taller. Um, so 6'5", <laughs> maybe even 6'6". Six, six. Uh, didn't have the best... Uh, of seasons last year anyways just looking at transfer market um only put six goals away in 30 games last year um i didn't watch pisa so i'm not sure how they played but it's interesting that uh Sassuolo are bringing in a player with a similar uh physical profile um so we'll see if maybe he gets to combine with raspadori this year or if raspadori stays out wide and luca plays as a, as a lone striker but uh, i like that signing for luca step up to Serie A, and I like it for Sassuolo just kind of keeping the, the trend with signing young players. Yeah, and it kind of just, again, it's, it's almost like a plug-and-play, right? You already have the the tactics, I guess, at that point. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's almost just taking a player who's already, again, like like a Pinamonti who is kind of at the next stage and ready to kind of move on and move into a different kind of career trajectory. This guy is ready for, you know, bigger stage although it is Syria uh, but also you know he just kind of fits in he plugs into what Skamaka already kind of had there exactly yeah and plus it was uh I, th- I think this was Pisa's first season back in Syria B quite you got someone, someone looked that up last season uh, so I think it was in he was in Syria uh, like a pro where he did well and it pretty much led them uh to Syria B so uh, Sassuolo were already looking at him from uh, Lego from that season, Lego Pro, and I guess they already you know picked him out as uh, the replacement. Well, not even what? for the replacement, but just didn't, as a as a transfer target. Weren't they? Didn't they almost go up last year? Like didn't they? Yeah, sorry, didn't yeah. they almost uh, get promoted? They were in the playoffs. Yeah, they were yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Mons beat them. Yes, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Who? So. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a that's a player that they've been looking at for the last eighteen months for sure. Right. Uh, another name that was linked to Sassuolo uh, has been honestly also 
to quote Julian, that's been linked to half a Serie A, is uh, Nyongto. Willie. Um, yeah, <laughs> Willie. And uh, so supposedly Zurich lowered their demands to about 10 million euros. So that has allowed more teams to come in uh, to show interest, uh, obviously to create a bidding war, because again, like uh, half a Serie A is interested in them. And uh, just one more player uh, for on the outside of uh, for Sassuolo is also Raspadori. Uh, I read that um, Napoli are looking to formulate an offer for him. But uh, again, I think Sassuolo don't want to lose Skamaka and Raspadori in the same transfer window. Yeah, right. So that would just literally cripple their team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. So that, um, okay. I think that's it for Sassuolo. Is that it for Napoli while you bring them up? Uh, no, I, actually, Napoli is quite interesting. Uh, their priority is a goalkeeper as well because they lost uh, Ospina. Mm. So there's three names that I saw. Uh, Neto, Kepa, or Navas. So um, Aspilic, um, Sorry. Sorry. Not Aspilic. So Kepa yeah. from Chelsea. What was the last wow. name? Uh, he's in oh, Malaga, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I I butchered it, but you get to pick. You get to just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Neto. Neto. Oh, Neto. Yeah, and Nava, Kayla Navas. Interesting. So those are the three names. From from what I understand, it's between Neto and Kepa. For uh for Napoli, we'll see. I I think now I yeah. I mean just. Historically, they've been okay. So, what's is that a step up for them? Do you do you think, or is that you know? Do you well, think that, Kepa, that? Yeah, go ahead. Do you mean a step up for those goalkeepers? For Napoli, like for who? Oh, they... uh, it's tough to say because Medet's the next one in line, right? He's yeah. the the yeah. I, I, Kepa has rotted at Chelsea, right? He had right. that huge transfer fee, and then Edward Mendy came in and stole his job. So. Uh, I don't know, and then I haven't seen enough of Neto to say that he's definitely better than Meret. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question, though. Yeah, well, he he just kind of like he uh, similar, I guess. At he moved to what Juve, I think, right, and then yeah, he kind of went to Spain. Where'd he go? Barcelona. He's back up in Barcelona, I think. Is that where he went? Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. So, but again, like that's it. He he hasn't had like first duty kind of duties you know what i mean like there there's a little bit of a i don't know he's someone uh, it just seems like again maybe they're they're looking at someone who had a higher profile and they're trying to kind of uh bring someone in who hopefully can take the next step uh but it, you're right if they're losing ospina right like it's it kind of makes sense so i okay i can look at it this way uh to bring in neto would be to um, replace Ospina to truly replace Ospina and have a, a good backup goalkeeper. Right. If they bring in Kepa, then it's to challenge us, uh, Moret for the top job. Okay. Because from what I understand, Chris, you can probably confirm this because, like I said, I don't watch Premier League. Kepa is a decent uh, player with his feet. The problem with Moret last season was that whenever he played, he got burnt when he when he tried to play the ball with his feet. Because Spalletti, from what I understand, is a, a, a type of manager that has to have a goalkeeper that can kick the uh, that can pass the ball around, which is uh, critical to his uh, build up play. 
Yeah, I think that's why he favored Ospina a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess I would say Kepa is is better than Medet. I don't know if he's significantly better, but uh, I agree. I think if Kepa comes in, it's definitely to challenge Medet for that starting position. Right. Uh, and then, like I said, so I said Raspadori, uh, and then Simeone. So uh, to me, that is uh, either to replace Mertens or Patanya. Uh, Mertens has already left, and uh, Patanya is looking likely to leave probably on his way out. But we'll see if he goes to Monza uh, or somewhere else. Right. Uh, and just quickly, why don't you kind of describe that uh... – the Merton situation because I know people are going to be wondering and I'm not sure if they would have seen everything we've seen. Yeah, so uh, I think I saw I saw a tweet uh, saying thank you, Dries Merton. So Napoli officially decided to break off negotiations negotiations with them. So he's he's out, um, just like that. You know, just like a. Uh, I don't think they even said good luck, right, Michael? Yeah, so long and good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, it's, so then it seems like Nap, not excuse me, Lazio. Lazio is the interesting, you know, the better fit because of salary and et cetera. Right. Um, so, so, again, they, they kind of they lowball him, I guess, a little bit. They did kind of lowball him, but they just offered him something that sounded like he probably wasn't interested in accepting. He didn't accept it. And that's why they're just saying, okay, well, that's our offer. So we're moving on. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it, Michael. So Napoli got rid of Koulibaly. Well, for, yeah. they forced to get rid of Koulibaly because he wanted to leave. Right. Uh, and, and they offered him $40 million. Chelsea offered him $40 million. Yeah. So Koulibaly's gone. Merton's gone. Insigne gone. gone. Yeah. Ospina gone. Yeah. Uh, Changing well, the guard, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jelinski's being linked with West Ham as well. That, yeah, that's right. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so... Uh, I think uh, Napoli want forty million, and I think uh, West Ham is looking to offer closer to thirty, something like that, uh, thirty plus bonuses. Um, but again, I think if Napoli do sell Zelinski for that type of money, I think it'd be a good deal because for the past uh, last season, uh, his his stats kind of dropped off from the season uh, previous to that, when the, the one that they played behind closed doors, where he had uh, uh, double-digit double goals, uh, Julian? I don't know if it was double-digit goals, but I know it was a double-digit assists. Hell remember. of a year. Yeah, because that year he had a hell of a year, and then dropped off last season. So again, yeah. uh, if they can get anywhere close to $40 million, then they made $80 million selling uh, their two best players who will be well Kulubai was gonna be out of contract. I think Zelinski yeah. has two years left. So after this season it will be just another Kulabali situation. So they can get rid of him now, get you another player, you make money exactly and you can replace him. Yeah. Yeah. Um is there has there been any other conversations about Osman or is that easy kind of like that's who they're building around or because I know there, there was rumors that they that they possibly were gonna have to sell him but <sighs> I don't know if they're going to have to sell him. Again, there's always links from the Premier League, etc. I think it's going to be even worse now because uh, they're out in um, uh, Southern Abruzzo, Michael, and Castel di Sangro. Mm, I see. And, uh, and during the training session, I believe it was on Monday, uh, Spalletti uh, sent, him they... to the, sent him to the showers. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. no, the Pitoni. He sent him to the 
send them to the uh, oh the to the garbage bin garbage bin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, for whoever doesn't understand that reference, uh, a couple of seasons ago, Napoli was were doing like their ice their cryo treatment in garbage bins. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, so good. Um, so uh, again, I, I can just imagine the transfer rumors now saying. I think it was also Bayern Munich was another name. I think. Okay, Chris, did you hear something like that as well? Bayern after uh, Zelensky? No, uh, Osiman. I haven't seen that one. Not recently, anyways. Yeah, to replace uh, Lewandowski. I think that's what the the rumor was. But anyway, so I guess uh, Osiman was having a bad attitude in, in training. Or went into a challenge uh, on, another, on another teammate too hard. Spalletti got angry and he sent him to the showers, sent him off the field. So, and then he, uh, a message came out saying that we're a family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So there's some some rumblings underneath the service, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to read, you know, too much into it, but no, but I mean, there's, I guess it's there. It's worth taking. Like, it's worth, I guess, just keeping an eye on because it, it's not I. I don't suspect it would blow over this transfer window, but again, it's, it's just sounds like, again, the whole situation where Gattuso is the one who brings him in and, you know, there's a little bit more of a, um, it seems like there's a shuffle that's happening there too. It, it's not a place where someone who wants to win would want to be in my opinion, but again, that's just, yeah, I, I think it's just something to keep an eye on is what I'll, I'll classify it as. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. If if he can, you know, control his relationship with Spalletti, uh, he can make that team his own. Now, uh, like the reason why I say that is because again, Marins is not there, and Singh is not there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the two best players that they were on that team last season are gone. Yeah. He he can step up and make that team his own. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens next year because again, obviously Napoli finished where they finished. So they have Champions League still, mm-hmm. but it'd be I'm I'm curious to see again with the turnover how Spalletti's able to adjust yeah. with new players stepping into roles that you know yeah. were occupied before. So yeah, yeah it, it, it's going to be an interesting season. I was having conversations with uh, Napoli, the Napoli fans who are friend, uh, big friends of the show. Yeah, and and they were joking around with me that uh, uh, De Laurentiis would be more than happy to take the group stage money from the Champions League. So. 100%. 100%. <laughs> he's already taken it. What do you mean? Will be? He's already had. He already has. Yeah, he's already, yeah, yeah. Finance another film about uh, about what's that one that uh, Tifosi? Oh, duh. is that with like who was it? Was that Lino Banfi or something like that? I can't remember. Maradona. Was it Maradona was in there? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what the title was. Anyways, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's irrelevant. We don't yeah. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to, I guess, our last club here that we really need to discuss is Roma. Um, actually, quickly, before we get into Roma, did we, last week was Delict final? Because now it is and he's gone for sure. I think I feel like it's signed for Juve, like or to Bayern. Because we were speaking. I think Bayern, it was imminent. Yeah, it was imminent. Okay, it was well, imminent. Like, yeah. So let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, so it's official um, now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now let's go to Roma proper here. So what? Uh, what's going on there? 
Okay, so uh, I did mention Lazio. So before I forget, um, two two names. So Milinkov, so Sergey Milinkov Savage, uh, is an alternative if De Jong doesn't go to Manchester United. I don't know how much I'm, I'm going to believe about that, but that's what's out there. Uh, there's another name, Eros Ratchic from Valencia. Uh, is another name linked to Lazio, and then Vecino. Uh, they're getting a um, contract ready for uh, two million euros per year for four years. Okay. So that's Lazio. Uh, and then uh, Roma. So again, we already talked about the out the outgoing transfers again. So Ibania, supposedly Real Madrid and Barcelona are interested in him. Which if Roma can sell him to, to one of the that's insane. Yeah, exactly. To Real Madrid or Barca would be hilarious. Okay. Uh, and then again, you have Diarara, Bilar, uh, Clivert, and Beratu. So those are the names on the transfer list. Uh, incoming, there is uh, center back. Like I said, remember, like Michael, like I said last week, center back and a midfielder. Okay. So now, now there's names for those positions. Uh, Eric Bali from uh, Manchester United and Zagadou who uh, most recently played at uh, Dortmund. Uh, he's a center back. Uh, I find this, Chris, I think you'll enjoy this. Um, he missed 600 days through injuries. Uh, Zagadu did? Yes. Jeez. <laughs> um, I do think he's still fairly young, though, isn't he? I think so, yes. But I suppose his wages are too high for Roma. That's why they haven't, uh, that's why they're looking at, yeah, that's what looking at Bali as well. Yeah, so I, I was talking about this with Julian uh, before we came on, and uh, basically, I don't see um, who was the other one, sorry, or Bai from Manu. I don't yeah. see him as a huge upgrade um, over Ibanez and, and Mancini. I think it's maybe a, a slight upgrade. So I think if you're Roma and you truly want to make take that step, sorry, to get into the top four, I think you have to go and spend a bit more money on wages or transfer fees to get somebody like Zagadou. And uh, I get the injury part might scare them a little bit, but um, I think in terms of talent, Zagadou's definitely got more of it. So it might be worth the risk, if again, if they're truly trying to get to that next level. So, uh, again, Bali um, uh, played under Mourinho as well. And yes, I think, Emmanuel, yeah, yeah Emmanuel. So I think that would be the cheaper option as well. Mourinho knows the player. Uh, most likely, uh, United will be willing to allow him to go on loan because he's a he's a third in the pecking order behind uh, Maguire and Lindhoff. Lindelof. Lindelof. Again, yeah. I don't watch Premier League, so I don't really. <laughs> uh, shows my ignorance about that league. Anyway, yeah. um, yes, and then uh, Wijnaldum. As well, uh, Guinea, 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 Wijnaldum, uh, for for the midfield again. I think the uh, wages is a sticking point, so we'll see uh, uh, where that comes. But anyway, if they can at least get a small upgrade over Ibanez and get another midfielder, uh, like I said, like I said last week, um, Roma should be in, in the in the talk about uh, Scudetto. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting uh, discussion point, Chris. I'm not sure if you want to counter that with any logic, uh, but uh... <laughs> about Roma being in contention for the scudetto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't see that as 
uh, an option for this for this year, but I think top four is definitely something that's realistic, and uh, I can see them, you know, being disappointed at the end of the year if they don't get it. The only thing I'll add to that, because I agree with you, Chris, the only thing I'll add to that in Paulo's favor is that last year it was so the top four was so inconsistent that they left it open until very close to the end. So if Roma can pull it together longer than the other guys, maybe they have a shot. That's fair. Yeah, and considering that, you know, Napoli, like we discussed it last week, but Napoli are uh, being weakened and without yeah. properly uh, reinforcing uh, their squad. Oh, no, speaking about now, that just came on my mind. Uh, the South Korean defender looks like yes. he's going to Napoli as well. So yeah. to replace Cool Bali. Kim. Kim. Yes. Yeah. I think we are. I think we talked about it last week. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Um, also, the only thing you forgot to mention for Roma was that uh, the Mourinho f- effect is obviously in effect if they have any shot next year. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, like, again, like uh, uh, Dybala, who's supposedly being presented uh, on Tuesday uh, to the Roma fans, he wanted to go there because of Mourinho. Uh, um, that's another one. Uh, Matic is another one. Uh, right. Literally said they wanted to go there, uh, and then again, if they get most likely if they get Bali, uh, it'd be another an ex Mourinho player, and so he's building a team with players that he already knows. So to me, that is a true Mourinho effect. Yeah. Um, okay, that is that it. I think that's it. We 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 did it. I'm actually very proud of us. We didn't. <laughs> Nearly as much time as we usually do. <laughs> uh, probably because um, we didn't get into a long art and culture section. Yes, yes, right. Um, the only thing left... Hey, do you guys have anything else to add to the combo before we wrap up? The transfer market section or Canadian content? Well, I was, that's why I was going to move on to Canadian. Okay. Yeah, let's move on then. Okay, Paul, do you want to... Is there something you want to say specifically? Uh, for Canadian content? Yes. Uh, well, the Dinsinga and Bernardeschi played the their first game. Was it last week, Chris? Uh, yes, might have been over the weekend, maybe Friday. Yeah, somebody Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, recently, recently. And they were actually, I, I believe, they won four nothing. The game they both started. Is that what happened? And and they each had a goal and assist or something like that. I know oh, Bernardeschi scored. I remember seeing the highlight of that. If, oh, yeah. if Insigne scored, I haven't seen the highlight, but it is possible. Okay, let me check MLS uh, scores. Uh, but uh, of note, this is just uh, something that was missed last week um, during Bernardeschi's, um, uh, I guess, introduction. introduction. Yeah, introduction to uh, to Toronto FC. Um, you know, you can tell he's very excited. You know, he's there. <laughs> to make an impact um and you know he's trying to get the the fans going and of course uh, this is the best sound clip to come out of that is this guy here one two three four four it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> oh my god that... thank you so much thank you <laughs> Oh my god, god I, I, I hope I hope like just I hope we have get more like clips like that from his stay in <laughs> Toronto. 
because it'll, it'll make it all worthwhile to see him constantly, his name constantly being mentioned in Canadian media. It, it's just exactly, it's just going to be more in our face, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we, we thought we didn't have enough as Juventus fans, Michael, and then it, like, and, and then they were like, oh, well. Yeah, so, okay, so Bernadeschi had an assist on uh, Michael Bradley's goal to make it 2 nothing. He scored the 3 nothing goal, uh, and then Insigne assisted on Bradley's second goal of the game to make it 4 So they both were impactful during the game. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. interesting how the, the three former Serie A players are combining. Yes, yes. <laughs> From one Farmers League to the next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, do we have anything else then uh, to plug in here? Uh, plug? I mean, there's some more Canadian content. I think uh, uh, Toronto is playing again uh, on Tuesday versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, it was pretty funny, Chris. Uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, coach made a comment about uh, the differences between uh, Vancouver and Toronto, and he mentioned the money problem or the money difference. Yeah, I mean, Toronto's obviously spent much more on designated players in recent years, and especially this year. So I can see how he's looking across the country and seeing, you know, one Canadian MLS club spend big. And uh, (laughs) I I mean, Vancouver have, uh, I think it's Ryan Gold, Scottish player, uh, and they just brought another South American in. Um, So, you know, they're they're good players, but I don't think they have the the ability and um, the street cred, I guess, that, you know, Insigne and Benadeshi have and going further back, Jovinko. Uh, so there's that. And then um, Barcelona play Juventus in Dallas uh, on Tuesday night as well. Right. So I'll be watching soccer all night. <laughs> um, in terms of that uh, white cap stuff, didn't uh, I mean, Davies obviously was sold to Bayern, but it's not Toronto FC's fault that. They only got ten million for Alfonso Davies. That Vancouver only got ten million. Was it only ten or was it twenty? It was only twenty. Or it was only ten, I think. Yeah, but didn't they get like a substantial? Don't they hold like a substantial sell-on fee? Uh, yeah. Let me look into it. But I thought it was twenty, but it it could be ten. I think Keep, it was uh... like ten. But I honestly believe it was like nothing for a guy who is now again or yeah, one of the better less. left. Yeah, one of the better left yeah. back left backs in Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess again, according to transfer market, it's saying 11 million at us US, right? Uh, so let's you know, I think it's under 10 euros. 10 million what did euros. I say? I said uh, 11 million, yeah, US, yeah, 10.75 euros. So, yeah. uh, yeah, no, Mike, you're right. So, uh, there must be some other, like you said, Paul, clause in there, I guess, first, whether it's sell on or I think so, yeah, something along those lines. Well, so. that's a steal for Bayern. Holy crap. 10 million yeah. and within within a year he was in there starting 11 and, and yeah. that's like such a steal like imagine that yeah. good so, business yeah. uh, speaking about Byron was it uh, I'm, I'm getting a, bit, a little bit off talk but I just want to end it off here so I mentioned Osimhen and then the other option was uh, Harry Kane to replace Lewandowski so interesting uh, okay, also just to uh, confirm here, so we're kind of in the same realm, Chris, though, like you said 20. So it looked like, I am I see an article here saying that 
they could receive up to $22 million based on how he performed, I guess. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's strangely worth a guaranteed $13.45 million, so that might be Canadian, with performance incentives that could increase the amount to $21 million, plus a 15% sell-on. There you go. So I knew there was a sell-on clause. Yeah, but the thing is, who's going to buy him at this point? I mean, the only team that can probably afford him is Real Madrid. Or maybe, or maybe some one of the Premier League PL teams. Or PSG. Or PSG. Yeah. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, probably, probably, I'm probably going to go to another game in Montreal so, uh, on the weekend. So. We'll get another game. Make sure you behave. Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. Unlike last time, we got kicked out. I didn't get kicked out. What are you talking about? <laughs> if I start that rumor, people will, hear, will believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I enjoyed myself at the the, the, uh, the the CF Montreal supporters side is uh, very entertaining yeah. to, to be in. You're going to be used to take it older. Uh, I don't know about that, but I mean, I don't, I don't live in Montreal, so. It would That's be better boring. for you to get season tickets to TFC, and then you could see your favorite player, Bernadeski, play. I was going to say Christito, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honestly, well, uh, honestly Christito is probably going to be the, the more impact, yeah. impactful yeah. player yeah. For, for TFC. Because uh, or, I important. Chris, what? Or, I don't know about impactful, but important. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Because what Chris was saying uh, before he came in that they were having they were, that they were conceding a lot of goals, so uh, definitely important uh, in the sense that you know that they'll probably change the whole whole direction of the season. I mean, yeah, the season. Yeah. Okay, uh, Chris, anything? Uh, I guess if we're just doing you know Canadian content, I know. Uh... I think it's Rick Westhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, he, he uh, just put out a tweet either uh, today, as in Monday or yesterday, uh, basically just announcing that the men's and women's Canadian national teams were kind of going back into discussions with uh, Canada Soccer, uh, you know, about their compensation and whatnot. So uh, I just kind of hope it gets resolved quickly. I don't really... Uh, I can't really pick a side yet just because I, I don't really know enough uh, about either side to make a, um, to make a, a good a good informed decision. But uh, I think, yeah, it's just important for this to end as soon as possible, you know, come out with an agreement that's as fair as possible for both sides. And I, I only say that just so that the players can go back to doing what they do best, which is, you know, training and playing at a high level and representing the country. Because obviously the longer this drags on, then I think, you know, they might not admit it, but it, it definitely takes away from their attention with their jobs, you know, being footballers. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, and at that point, maybe we can have that discussion in a later show as well. But, again, it's it's worth it to just bring up. We kind of talked about it before, I think, a little bit. But just to say, like, again, if they're trying to leverage um, their performance into, uh, I guess, making some – much needed changes to the structure of how, you know, Canada soccer operates. It's, you know, I understand again, it might not be the most um, visually appealing way to go at things, but again, if it gets the job done and it's, it's for, you know, ultimately, uh, ultimately to benefit soccer in Canada, I think again, it's, it's probably more beneficial than not. 
Agreed. Yeah. Paul, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, because if I get into this conversation, we'll uh, we'll, we'll do yeah. another hour. Yeah. So yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. that was the most gracious thing you've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> Um, okay. We've we got we got to talk about that next week, though. Yeah. We, well, again, let's let's see how like to Chris's point. Let's see how it takes out and kind of go from there and, and see what we when we have really more of a a proper grasp on on kind of what's happening. But yeah, we'll definitely it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, okay. Well, with that, let's uh, we'll wrap it up. Let's make sure that uh, everyone who is listening uh, again first off gets a thank you from us. So thank you. Uh, but also make sure you're following us on our socials. So it's at uh, RTW Calcio on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, feel free to, to chat us up. Uh, we love having, uh, many voices represented on the show too. So, Hey, that's actually, you know what? We should do that soon. Let's have some, some, um, some fans on the pod again. I feel like that's, Let's do it. Uh, that's, just, that's something we got away from, but we'll get back into it, baby. Um, Okay, I think that's it for my State of the Union. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you all next week as we get even that much closer. Paula, when's the first game? Uh, Friday, August 13th. Right, so next next week is the 1st of August. So we're already, yeah, we're close. You're about can, three weeks away. Exactly, I can smell it. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you all next time. Thank Bye.